Hello, and welcome to the Science Line podcast. I'm Ethan Friedman, the multimedia editor here at Science Line. We've got a great episode for you today, but before that, a reminder that this podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. So please go subscribe on those platforms if you haven't already. Our reporters have done some incredible work, and we have great stories coming up. So subscribe and share with your friends and family. Okay, on to today. Ethnobotany is the study of the relationships between humans and plants, and that's an important relationship. From medicine to agriculture to art and history, plants have meant a lot to people all over the world for centuries. But ethnobotany itself doesn't have such a pleasant history. Today on our show, reporter Lauren Leffer has a story of how some ethnobotanists are trying to forge a new path forward for the field. Annie Bougeau, uh, Jonathan Ferrier, and Disnikaz. Anishinaabe Nini. I'm a professor of biology at Dalhousie University. I take the, the tradition of studying the world around me from my father and I enjoy passing those traditions on to my daughter and sharing them with uh, my First Nation, Miss Sagas of the Credit. Jonathan Ferrier is indigenous of the Anishinaabe people. He's also an ethnobotanist. Ethnobotany is the study of where plants and people intersect. A lot of people know me as a lover of blueberries. In our language, we call it mean. Uh, it simply means berry. It's like the berry. <laughs> uh, I spent a lot of time looking at the biochemistry of blueberry leaves. Modern ethnobotany is part study of traditional plant knowledge, part laboratory research. To Jonathan? Ethnobotany is, it's a story the gem of the story is the plants and how the people relate to those. But ethnobotany is also a field with a complicated, exploitative, often violent colonial history. If you look at the history, many of the drugs that we use today that were originally discovered in plants, in many cases, those are the result of exploitive relationships between the people who provided the knowledge and who reaped the economic gain. This is Cassandra Quave. I'm an associate professor of dermatology and human health at Emory University. In her work to identify plants to study and analyze, Cassandra relies on local community collaborators who share their knowledge of useful plants. People like Legis, who lives in the mountains of Albania. We are living in a village here. It's very high from the sea. Glegis is part of an ethnic minority in the Balkans called the Garani and has worked as a local collaborator with Cassandra since he was 13 years old. I know her because I was the best student here, which knows uh, to speak English, so I tried to help her. He, like everyone else in his village, relies on wild plants as medicine to make traditional foods and beverages and to sell his income to outside buyers. Cassandra has been working with Legis and others from his village and the local university for over a decade to identify and collect plants. But she's also gone to the historic records. We've done some really cool work with records going back even to the 1600s of ancient traditional Chinese medical texts, but also old records from European explorers as they were traveling through South America, documenting the, the local uses of plants. Though, she is keenly aware of the history of those notes and the ultimate result of similar expeditions. 
right now we're in the fall season and everyone likes their pumpkin spice latte, right? And one of the key ingredients to that, of course, is nutmeg. Nutmeg has a horrific history. It was so highly valued at one point. It was said that it was worth its weight in gold. There was tremendous exploitation. You need only look to the history of the Banda Islands where the Dutch came in with warships and murdered and subjugated and, and enslaved basically the entire populace in their quest for nutmeg. But modern ethnobotanists like Cassandra and Jonathan are carefully working to change the impact of their field. They work in partnership with indigenous communities to study and collect their native plant species and uses, which is more important now than ever because of the ways indigenous plant knowledge is disappearing along with the plants themselves. We know that at least 723 medicinal plants are threatened with extinction. Ina Vandebroek, an ethnobotanist at the New York Botanical Garden, works in Jamaica with people of Amerindian and Maroon descent to protect one of these disappearing plants, a tree called Cinnamodendron corticosum. And that is a species that has a very restricted geographic range. Within Jamaica, it only occurs in two provinces, in the John Craw Mountains on the northeast of the island. This is a really culturally important plant species. It's a spice and a medicine. It is being over-harvested. Ina says over-harvesting happens because selling the spice tree's bark is one of the few ways local people can make decent money. So conservation efforts need to address poverty and introduce sustainable alternatives that preserve both the plant and the human cultures at stake. The connection between plants and people. This is also a very important connection that we are losing. What we don't know, we don't love, and what we don't love, we don't protect. Jonathan agrees that true conservation goes beyond the plants and land. As part of his work, Jonathan creates manuals for the communities he collaborates with, which include each plant and their uses in the indigenous language. He's also very careful in ensuring all of the work he does is something the community is interested in and any knowledge shared stays protected. So what is important to us is that we have lots of review and discussions about what the community would like to release to the public, and maybe they don't want to release anything to the public, and that's okay. Cassandra and Ina, although not members of the communities they work with, have the same goals of collaboration and communication. Cassandra partners with researchers at universities local to her study sites. Together, they organize exchanges, host community workshops, and even institute something of a prenup for plants. We also have agreements should things be commercialized. Our goal um, is really to provide equitable access and benefit sharing of economic gains. With ethnobotanists considering how to work with local and indigenous communities for everyone's benefit, Jonathan says... I think it's improving. I think it's getting better. I thank people for for working so hard on this and, and learning about our intellectual property. For Science Line, this is Lauren Leffer. that's the show. Again, this podcast is currently available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. So go subscribe and give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps people find the show. 
Science Line is a production of NYU's Science, Health, and Environmental Reporting Program. Our theme music is by Jazzar at the Free Music Archive. And for more information about Science Line, visit us at scienceline.org or send us an email at info, I-N-F-O, at scienceline.org. See you next time. <laughs>